You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a match preview for Villa's game against Manchester City, Saturday Tito. First off, the usual apology for our tardiness. I, I have to come on here and be the one to apologise. It had absolutely nothing to do with me, the fact that we're over an hour late. If you're looking for someone to blame, blame Chris Dolan's potato internet. Absolute disgrace. I think he was getting 16 meg at one point, so we couldn't go live because basically when we were testing it, I couldn't hear him. Also, a special shout-out to Adam Bates, the producer, as well, for making everything so complicated that every time we come on, we have an absolute nightmare. So, yeah, they're the two people to blame. I'm just the face of it. I'll come on and take the flack. Maybe a little bit like Stephen Gerrard, maybe, in some respects. I'm joined by Omar to preview the game. But first off, a word from our sponsors, Betmate. I want to say a word from them. It's not a word from them. It's a word from me about our sponsors, Betmate. So once again, there's another league open. You can win your share of £1,000. It's a fiver entry, but please gamble responsibly. At the moment, because there's only 13 people in the league, you're guaranteed to win some money, whatever you do. So it's worth getting involved in this. You basically pick a seven-a-side team from Villa and Manchester City players. You'll notice there's quite a theme in my side here. But yeah, if you would come first, you could win £250, basically. So it's a bit like fantasy football. You pick your team, you get points for various things. My team is Edison, Cancelo, Diaz, De Bruyne as captain, Gundogan, Haaland and Watkins. You'll notice I had to put a Villa player in because you're only allowed a maximum of six from each team. I went for Watkins purely because he scored against Manchester City last season in what was actually a good performance from Villa. And then my bench is filled full of Villa players who hopefully don't have to come on because I have not got high hopes for the game at all. So yeah, that's my team. Pick your team. See if you can beat me. See if you can win yourself some money. But as ever, please gamble responsibly. Turn my phone off now, and Omar should potentially return on the screen with me. There he is, Omar. Late call up to fill in for Dolan. You after he failed a fitness test, you okay? Yeah, mate. Deadline day signing. Uh, Int- internet fitness test. Dolan did not pass. Your I did. I did tell him not to use the AOL free trial CD he got in the post. Mate, um, honestly, it's not even that good. You joke. It's it's not it's not that good. Yeah. AOL free trial would be a step up from what he has at the moment. We're talking things that need to improve. Aston Villa Football Club, have you got zero hope for this game like me, Omar? I think this may be the first time I've ever come on with absolutely, I literally have zero hope. If we'd have been doing the Villa, if I'd have been doing the Villa View of the year, we got relegated. Obviously, there was a lot of games there that were zero hope. 
This is the first time in a long time that I've, I've just got no hope whatsoever. Omar's gone, of course. Excellent stuff. What a day we are having here on the Villa View. If anyone wants to fire any questions my way whilst I'm sat on my own, because Omar's internet has now decided that it's not going to work. So I'll pad and fill out some time by just talking about Villa basically on my own, unless anyone wants to fire a question over. Not sure how many people are in the chat at the moment, but if you are, please fire something over and it'll appear up on the screen. Help if I can actually see the screen as well. But yeah, I've not got high hopes for this game at all currently because Villa are in rank form and Manchester City are in very, very good form. My hope is that Haaland does not start because Pep has talked about resting him in recent weeks. And at the moment, you know, he hasn't rested him yet. So you'd hope in this game that it might be one with the Champions League coming up midweek. Of course, though, if he rests Haaland, they've got another new striker called Alvarez, who's had a pretty good start to the season as well. Very dangerous against Forest the other night. So he will potentially come in. And there he is. There's Omar back, absolutely stitching me. God knows what happened. I'm going to fill time on my own. I started Omar by talking about my hope that Haaland may get rested because he hasn't been rested yet. And Pep talked about him not being able to play games. Although actually his press conference today, he kind of contradicted that a little bit. So I'm fully expecting him to play. But if Haaland does play, I mean, he scored two hat-tricks in the last two games. There's every chance he could score two hat-tricks in this game alone. Yeah. Um, I really get annoyed with Pep Guardiola. Um, any, team, any, any, any team he talks about, it's always like, oh, it's so difficult, you know, amazing team. Good impression. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I thought it was a decent yeah, impression, to be honest. Yeah. You cannot believe, you know, he's always the best, like... That's the, that's the best thing that's been on the Villa View, probably <laughs> ever. Yeah. I'll leave now. Yeah. Um, no, just, you know, it's always like, uh, you know, Villa is like, the players are amazing. You know, it's like, no, we're crap, mate. <laughs> you know, we're awful. Like, just just say how it is, you know. I mean, we did go 2 up against them at their place last season and yeah, nearly enabled them not to win the league. I know, I know. But um, we're, we're not in good form, are we? So it's not the same yeah. team, I don't think. But, um, yeah, I think I think it might rest him, to be honest. I was thinking about triple captaining Haaland as well, but then I uh, had another look at it. And yeah, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. But yeah, it's going to be a difficult game. But you've got to go, as a fan, you've just got to go in with a bit, a bit of hope. Even if it's 1% hope, you've got to go in with a bit of hope. You just, you just never know. to muster that, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just, thinking... I'm, just from watching him on TV, I know, I'm actually, you know, as a football fan, looking forward to seeing him in the flesh live tomorrow. The, the issue we've got is... It's a scary prospect. It's a scary prospect against It is a scary moment. prospect. Yeah, yeah. It's not just Harlan. It's every, everything, really, isn't it? Even if Harlan wasn't playing, you still... Don't fancy this, but not be as worried. But I think New, Newcastle did well against them, and they yeah. exploited their um, exploited them a little bit on the, in the wide areas. But the issue is, we don't have anyone in the wide areas. So from that perspective, it's going to be difficult. You know, they're going to they're going to play the usual way. Or the the fullbacks will tuck in. They'll use the width from Foden or Mares or whoever plays in the wide areas, and then build play from there. And um, yeah. we've just got to be, you know, what we what what we didn't do well, especially our first goal against Arsenal was, you know, track our runners. Um, and w- with Man City, they're so fluid. We've got to be a bit versatile and, and make sure that we, we're, you know, we're, we're tracking our runners, we're, we're doing our individual jobs. Um, and then hopefully, you know, you try and keep the score down and then try and nick one. And it's as simple as that really, isn't it? Um, yeah, there's I, the bits we aren't doing though at the moment. It's those, yeah. you know, there's those little touches, those little things in, in defence. I mean, there's a lot of things we're not doing well. You know, that that's one of the things we're not doing well. And if you don't do those kind of things well against Manchester City, you will get pulverised. Yeah. And the other thing as well, we can't play that formation again. Um, but we will, because, I suspect. 
But yeah, I mean, the, the you know, like I've just explained, you know, they use their wide players to to build up play, and uh, we'll, we'll just get we'll get murdered. Um, so I, w- I really want us to play double pivot. I really want us to play four two three one. I think that's probably the only way where we can keep the score down and give ourselves a sort of a sort of a chance. Whether Dendonka plays or not, obviously he's got a sore throat. Uh, maybe get the strepsils in, and hopefully he's playing. He's fine. But um, whether Dougie Louise plays, whether he's in the right uh, frame of mind to play. He's not going to drop McGinn, is he? So, again, going back, I know I just feel like we're talking about the same things over and over again. We have done three shows in 24 hours, so there's a yeah, chance of some trans- repetition. Huh? It feels like, honestly, it feels like we've been like a telethon or something. But, um, this has been the longest week of my life talking about Villa, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I must have done six or seven things where I've had to talk about Villa, and each time I've lost a little bit more of myself inside. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it'd be all right if it was positive, if it was a new manager or a new record signing or something but it's, it's having to talk about the, the problem which is the which is the issue and mentally it's hard so you can imagine what it's like for the players as well uh, and for the manager but I, I, I think with you know you've, you've put yourself in a really tough position with McGinn captain because you, you need to be playing 4-2-3-1 regardless of the opposition if you play 4-2-3-1 where do you play McGinn do you play him as a number 10 where he plays for Scotland um, but he's not going to be playing the Faroe Islands every week um, and also you know, you've got two number tens in Bundy and Coutinho that you've paid a lot of money for. Um, where are they going to play? Arguably, Ramsey could play as a ten as well. Yeah, I, I, I personally would. Be I think Ramsey at the moment would be better in the front three. Actually, I've yeah, got to say. I think, I think so. he's picking the ball up too deep when he has the ball. I think if he's picking up the ball in better areas, his driving runs will work better. If that makes sense, because he'll be further forward to begin with. And I know that's a very simplistic way of looking at it and describing it, but he had some good games playing as a ten last season as one of those narrow tens. I thought. Yeah. I think I think he can play though. I think he can play from the from the oh, my son getting told off. Um, I think he can play from the. I think he, you know he, play, he likes that inside left position. Uh, he's got pace. He's got strength. Um, yeah, he'd be good there. His end product, yeah. I mean, it's improved. Obviously, he scored quite a few goals last season. Well, more than probably we expected him to. Um, he, and in terms of his creativity, I think that probably could be better. But. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing him play there. And I think we, you know we've talked about it before. Ramsey and McGinn are too similar to play in midfield, and and you you lose an element of control in midfield if they play because they're not going to they're not going to recycle the ball. They're not going to keep the ball well. Uh, you know, as soon as McGinn gets the ball, he's on his left foot. He's looking for a forward pass, which is which is fine, which is good. You want that forward pass, but not always. You know, sometimes you gotta you gotta try and go a different way, and you don't always need a Hollywood pass or a. A difficult ball to go over the top and find Ollie Watkins, and I felt sorry for Ollie Watkins against Arsenal. I thought he did really well. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and um, I do feel for him. I think you know he's obviously flourished in the, with Jack Reddish in the side, creating for him. But in this team, just just no one's creating chances. Even last season, the people were, you know, yeah, he missed chances, but we didn't actually create that much for him. And if you look at his xG and look at how many goals he should have scored, he wasn't far off. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be another difficult afternoon chasing lost causes for him. Uh, where Le- I think Leon Bailey was pr- a pretty bright spark in I the second Bailey half. I think probably has to play against a team like Manchester City. If you're going to have any joy, it's probably going to be... Would you play bright. Would you play Buendia and Coutinho? Or would you play one or the other? Who would you play? Just for the sake of now, just having a bit of continuity, probably Buendia. But then, this is the, this is the thing, you... Like, Wendell is then playing from the left, which he's never really done in his career. He's never really had any success playing in that position. He's better playing on the right of the of, as of an, as a narrow ten. But then Bailey's obviously more effective on the right as well, cutting in. 
So you've got Coutinho, he's more effective as a left number 10, but you're playing against Manchester City, so you'd think you'd rather have Buendia's work, right? Can't see us going two up top. That's where I, you know what, I'd probably, I think we'll, st- I don't think we'll go 4-2-3-1. So if we're going to play 4-3-3, I'd probably play Ramsey on the left. In a, mm. in a game like this, probably Ram- play Ramsey Ram- and Bailey Ram- off Watkins. Yeah. And then have Louise, McGinn, Kamara. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably what I'd that's, do. It's a pretty good shout, I think. Um, I mean, I that, that absolutely will not happen. <laughs> you know, we can all pick the teams that we think it will be, think it should be, but it won't be that. It won't be that team, will it? Are you there, Omar? Yeah, I'm there. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah it won't, yeah, won't be that team. Though. Yeah, yeah, and I think Louise. You know, he plays. Um, he's played well against Man City. We talked last night, didn't we, about Louise's performances against Man City. Um, whether his head's in the right space is another matter, but he's a professional at the end of the day. Uh, and I imagine a it's lot of this, he just wants to play football. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of I think a lot of the talk around his transfer would have been um, instigated by his agent as well. Yeah, so, but he, you um, know, he'll have want, he'll have wanted to go. And I, at the moment, I can't really blame him because he's not first choice at Villa. He'd probably actually go to Arsenal and play more games than he'll play at Villa, which is, seems ridiculous, but it's probably the case, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I can see why he'd be unhappy. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, from his perspective, but you know, he's he's got a year left. He's going to have his pick of clubs next season as well if he does decide to go into free, and he's got a good contract after there on the table if he wants to, uh, you know, play. So, from from you know, players' perspective, he's got. Yeah, it's a, probably a, he has to wait a year if he wants his move, but you know, he's going to he's be on good money. He's going to be playing for in the Premier League. Um, whether he plays week in week out, I guess we'll see. But he's not in a he's not in a bad position. And I suppose from his perspective as well, does he sign the contract or not? Um, there's always a risk. There's always a, yeah, I don't think he will, but there's always a risk, you know, uh, in terms of financial security. I know you have career ending insurance and, and things like that, but still, um, you know, having a, a long, big contract in place. Imagine, you know, he's six months down the line, he signs a pre con, or signs he's going to sign a contract for a club and he gets injured, long term injury, and it, you know, ruins him or whatever, and he's, he's screwed. Um, so from that perspective, it's good to have a bit of, bit of insurance and have that new contract maybe with a release clause or something like that um the other the other release clause yeah we love a release clause the other the other uh, uh, um potential change obviously is Bednarek coming in for Konza. Do you think he will come straight in there's a good article on the athletic this morning about Bednarek but it was more from a Southampton perspective and the general consensus in the comments and that article was that he's a player that just needs a change of scenery he's actually there's a good player there apparently he's really self-critical really evaluates his, his his own game but apparently he basically just just needed a cha- needed a change of scenery and that's what he's got now yeah i would i would play him definitely i think Konza was a is another disaster class from him on uh, against arsenal um and i think he needs to spell out the side yeah um, i, I, I think just he's taken out for his own good i've said that saw, many a time saw his head, saw his head out. if ben Rod doesn't play then i play chambers um i don't i, I just wouldn't play Konza against man city um and i think chambers did fairly well against man city didn't he um, yeah, Chambers doesn't time. really put a foot wrong. If I'm Chambers and Bednarek comes straight in, I'm thinking, well, what have I not been playing? Yeah, if I'm yeah. Chambers, yeah, and he was he was the better of the two against West Ham as well, and he's the one that got taken out. But uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but I'd, I'd definitely be changing the centre back partnership. But then you know, that's not what was that sixth change or fifth change? And yeah, we haven't played that, we haven't played the same centre back pairing. We haven't played the same front three. Two guys running. The only bit that consistently stays the same is the midfield three. Mm, yeah, it's weird, and that's the bit that the Villa fans are most upset about. Is that midfield? This is this, this is when you're losing, isn't it? That's the problem. And mm. uh, Gerard second guessing himself. Um, he's probably listening to other people. I think he just needs to. Um, 
I think he just needs to decide what he wants to do. Stick he looks with, beaten stick with to me. Like, he does. He, he does. He looks like he knows. I, I just, I, I don't see where he's coming back from this. I don't see even, even. No. I don't, I don't think he'll get sacked off Man City game regardless, unless we get back to ten nil. But um, I don't see where he comes back from this because even Leicester Southampton, you know, are we going to get six points out of six there? I think if we don't get four, he'll be in big trouble. Yeah, and I think Leicester. I know that. They're struggling as well. And Brendan Rodgers come out saying, you know, our target is 40 points, which I don't think Leicester fans will be too happy about. I mean, Brendan Rodgers is trying to go the Scott Parker route currently. Yeah, yeah. Isn't well, it? it's, not, it's not going to work. I mean, you look at Leicester's squad. I, I get it. I, you, know, they, you know, he wanted a bit more backing. But, you know, they've, they've sold players well. They've spent money. They've still got a good squad. You know, they've still got good players. It's not like they've got a bad squad. I think they go down uh, as it's down to Leicester. Yeah, I hope so. It means uh, one spot's taken up. Yeah, we, we might be there with them. But at the moment, I think... Uh, I think Leicester's squad, they're weaker than they were last season. They've lost Schmeichel, they've lost Fafana. That's the bit, I'm, I'm not even, I, obviously this is a free hit again against Manchester City. I, no one will, even the most optimistic Villa fan, won't expect a point from this game. It's that game after, it's huge for Villa and it's huge for Gerrard. They they have to go and beat, and beat Leicester after, after this, whatever yeah. happens really, because yeah. they just can't keep going on the, the way they are. And Gerrard probably got one eye on it in, in, yeah. in a lot of ways. But to give Gerrard his due, yeah, this last season against Manchester City at home, Villa gave them as good a game. In fact, you could argue in both games against Manchester yeah. City, mm-hmm. Villa gave them as good a, as good a go as any team would have done across two games. Yeah, and, you know, it's largely the same group of players here now. Yeah. So, you know, give him credit. I thought when he first came in, I thought Man City was his third or fourth game. I thought we were yeah. brilliant in that game. We had a good yeah, tactical yeah. plan, and it and it worked. I know we didn't win. Actually, the game plan was good. Maybe maybe second second half, second half we did dominate really. I yeah, Chopper should have scored probably. Yeah, yeah. Douglas Louise putting a great performance in in midfield as I, as I talked about last night on our, on our yeah. transfer show. You know, we were really good that day or that night. Maybe yeah. you just never know, do you? But I'm not allowing myself to get excited. Don't be silly. Well, I, I was saying this to uh, one of my mates who's uh, Chad who comes on our pod quite a lot. He's Mister. You know, if you think you're positive, he's Mister Ultra Ultra Positive. Is he uh, worse than me? He's a toxic well, he's, positivity lot, man. Toxic, yeah, he's really, really toxic positivity. Yeah, That's really. what someone said to me on Twitter a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, toxic yeah, positivity. Yeah. People, yeah, people, people just, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with being positive, whether you agree with it or not. But anyway, he's he's ultra positive. Even he's, I would say he's probably Gerard out at the moment. But I speak to him and I just said, you know, there's no one, no one's been successful as an individual or as a team without facing some adversity. You know, you got to you got to go through that rough patch. Uh, be down in the dumps and then build yourself back up again. There's not not many teams, you know. We've been we've been lucky to some extent because I think since the new owners came came in, you know, we've every year has been sort of progression and we've had good times, we've had good signings, and then, there's been some know, Meyer in there as well, even under the under the new. Yeah, owners, I know, really. but but you before we were on that ten game running the championship, it was looking bleak. It was looking bleak. It was looking bleak. But you know, you look, don't look at things short term. You look into a sort of longer term pattern. I'm, I'm thinking about here, sort of the, the trajectory of the club. Um, so I suppose it's about time where we faced a bit of, uh, yeah, a bit of bit of adversity, and then you know, do do I suppose me me thinking optimistically, do, do, you know, do we learn from this? Does Gerard learn from this? Does the team learn from this and fight fight for the manager? Um, I think I think we'll see over the next few games. You know, they they did fight against Arsenal, but the quality wasn't there. Um, but I also think they were let down by the formation. Um, so it's it's all well and good fighting for the for the manager, but if you're not set up in the right way, then in Premier League level, you're gonna get you're gonna get picked off. So, 
I think this is make you know obviously it's make or break as everyone knows these next three games. It's fight, whether if if they perform well, win games, then they they want to fight for the manager. They want the manager to stay. If it's if it's what we've seen before, players trudging off without clapping, Gerard trudging off without clapping the fans and things like that, which is does it just makes things a lot worse. And I think you know we it's sort of a matter of days, not not weeks or months. I think I think it's going to happen. So, yeah. yeah, some of the sound bites from him aren't, aren't great. The, the interview after the Arsenal game, where he, he basically we said didn't he? he's worried for his job at the moment. I respect him for I respect him for saying that and not honest, trying, to, not trying to bat it off. Yeah. But you know, in in a lot of ways, you can't win when you're saying something like that because also it's not really something I want to hear because I feel like he's he's a beaten man already. But he, he can't win in that because if he if he'd have come out and said no, like he says, everyone mm-hmm. would have said he was deluded. So there's not there's not much he can do right in that situation when he when he's asked that question. Go on and give me a score prediction. <laughs> I've done a few score predictions down on a like Premier League podcast rather than Villa specific ones, and everyone else has done theirs. And I can tell you, I don't think anyone even predicted. Oh no, actually, at one five there was a five two in there, but not from me. So one person predicted Villa to score two goals um, in this game. I'm going to say four um, nil Man City. Yeah, that's exactly what I've gone for. Four nil. Yeah. Yeah. That's been... It's me being optimistic, I think. Yeah, I'm laughing. It's not funner, but I it's literally not. don't see the. You know, they take they take teams apart, or they can take teams apart. And I don't know, have they kept a clean sheet this season? Because again, that feels like something they might grab on. A, on yeah, I don't. Though. I'm not sure if they have, but um, they've. Um, oh, they did the other night against Forest. They did, yeah, six 0 yeah. wasn't it? Um, yeah. They um, on paper, this team should give Man City a game. On paper. There's players there in that team that can give Man City a game, as we've seen before. Yeah. Whether that it results in a win or a draw, or whatever, I, I don't know. But there's enough quality in that team to give Man City a tough, tough, tough afternoon or early evening. Whether that happens or not, I guess we'll see. But it's just the form, the mentality, the confidence, just the mental side of it. It's just not there at the moment. And how I don't, I don't know how you can, as a manager, as a, as a professional football player, after what we've been through over the last few weeks. Uh, you know, from the preseason highs where we're thinking, you know, this is a really solid preseason. We've got the players that we needed in the matter of weeks to be in this position. I think that's such, from a mental perspective, it's so difficult to come back from. You've got to be really, really strong. I think, I don't think I could do it. Um, um, whether these guys can do it, I think it's a real test of their character. Um, and, you know, really, really, it's not like you're playing a mid-table team, you're playing Man City, the best team in the world. They can pick you apart. You, you know, imagine going into that game after this these last few weeks. What you must be going through in your head. You've got to be really strong men, mentally, I think, um, to to get anything out of that game. So yeah, it's, that's why I don't. I, I just can't see anything but a, a loss and a, and a serious loss of that. It's seriously not a great time to be playing them for us at all. No, if, there's, no. if there's ever a good one, I'm not sure, but it definitely isn't a good time for Villa to be taking on the team that I think is absolutely going to smash the league this season. But thank you very much, Omar. I don't know about I feel tired myself. So I don't God knows how the players and the manager must be fairly in Villa have, have beaten the enthusiasm out of me yeah. in recent weeks. But thank you to everyone for tuning in. Obviously we've done three shows in the last twenty four hours. If you want to go back and check the other two shows out, you probably wouldn't want to say the Arsenal match review back, but maybe the transfer show that we did in the last hour of the window last night did provide some laughs and some jokes. Enjoy that. I would say, yeah, I, I enjoyed doing that with you. So do go back and, and check that out if you haven't done so already. Thanks to our sponsors, Betmate. Don't forget to join the league. All the instructions will be in the description underneath this video. And if you missed it, go back and look at my team at the start. The Basically, a Manchester City 7 aside team with Ollie Watkins in there is basically what I've done this week. So, yeah. Thanks for all the support. Please subscribe to the channel with your post notifications on if you haven't done so already. See you at Villa Park tomorrow. Up the Villa. Up the Villa.
Social Podcast Network.